Hello, and welcome to Gaming the Podcast. My name is John Robertson, and I'll be joined shortly by Stace Harmon. Together, we are Indie by Design. We are video game design consultants and authors of books that celebrate games, their design, their history, and their culture. Just head over to IndieByDesign.net for more on all of that. Now, this week, we're talking Elden Ring. Yes, again, we're talking about Elden Ring. Stace has completed the game after 200 hard four hours, and we're here to go through the results, the learnings, and the understanding that have come from from that time with that game. Think of it as a well-informed review, if you will. Here's a clip to get us started. And one other, whom grace would again bless. A tarnished of no renown. Cross the fog. To the lands between, to stand before the Elden Ring, and become the Elden Lord. Okay, so you are now an Elden Lord. How does that feel? <laughs> well, it's been a long time coming. 200 hours um yeah i mean it's i didn't expect it to take that long to be honest i thought it was going to be like an 80 90 hour thing but yeah it's probably about 180 hours by the time i completed the game i've done about 20 hours since um and had yeah you know i don't think it really dropped off for me at any point i think i I did wonder if it would start to become a bit of a slog at some point and i would need to just push through it but i i wouldn't say it was consistently the same quality all the way through but i have enjoyed it or found things to enjoy in it all the way through. Um, and yeah, it feels good to to see the end of it. Although I would say that's probably not the end for me because I am going to have a look at New Game Plus. Um, however, briefly, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to intend to go all the way back through to the end again. Um, but I'd like to see how it changes. I've never really done New Game Plus in From Software games. Um, kind of just dipped my toe in it and I may just do the same thing here to see how the scaling works and see how it kind of feels to play those early early game levels or areas again um but this time yeah kind of fully souped up um but yeah i mean it's been awesome it's been yeah it's been a lot of fun a lot of i do have some gripes there is some stuff that i would like to see perhaps for you know a future title or even potentially patched into this one at some point um i don't think that from software will be listening to this and i don't think they'll care even if they are but uh yeah there's it's i wouldn't i wouldn't certainly wouldn't claim it's perfect i think it'd be that would be silly um but Mm. there's it is overwhelmingly you know positive all of those reviews those 10 out of 10 reviews and it's the last time i looked it was sitting at like 97 on metacritic Mm. um i think that is that is deserved and i think it's justified but that yeah that doesn't mean to say that it is perfect but it's been yeah it's been a it has been quite a ride that i am still still experiencing and yeah. i think the yeah my time of it's kind of evolved and i've changed kind of the way that i play it over that time and so yeah it's been a thing that has kept fresh for me i didn't get to a point where i was kind of dreading having to get through the last couple of bosses or anything like that yeah my only my um i've played new game plus on a couple of from software games and it's much harder it has been mm. in the past, like much harder. Like even though you've got like more experience and more stuff, it's the the difficulty ramps up to a point where it's significantly harder than um 
than just going through the game the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know if I've, like, because I've enjoyed being at the end of the game. I've enjoyed, it feels a bit like a well-earned sort of, there's like a holiday feeling of of not really being that challenged until you go back into some of the late game areas to perhaps find specific weapons or sorceries or whatever, you know, because that's something I've been doing is hunting down some of those to take forward into New Game Plus. Um, and really just to to keep experience in the world and keep playing the game i've been kind of just finding things to do like that finding the some of the bosses that i didn't you know didn't see the first time through um but some of the it's nice to have that period of kind of empowerment where you go back to certain areas and you're really not going to be troubled by you know these enemies because even mm. if they do hit you it's like they've just sort of flicked you or tickled you or something because you've got so much so much defense and such high such a big health bar that they're not really doing any damage and i'm expecting when i go back into the game in new game plus that that it will feel much more like it did to the first time there's a much more there's much more caution required and much more just yeah you don't get to just rush in and kind of with impunity um yeah yeah i think the 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 only thing that sort of the the saddest thing i suppose is how i feel about it is that although new game plus can to some extent re re reflect it can kind of i can i can revisit that feeling of oh this i remember what it was like to go through stormvale castle and have to be you know a bit careful about what i was doing and that particular guy in that particular room killing me 500 times Mm. Um, what it can't do uh it's that slight sort of whimsical thing or, or sort of uh i have a slight bittersweet i suppose feeling about it is that i won't be able to experience all of those things again for the first time and yeah. that you know and that's yeah, it can't surprise really it can't surprise and it can't it can't have that same like you step out of you know stormvale and look over leonia and and it doesn't have that same like wow you know i remember when i felt like i'd seen so much of the game already i remember when i only had like three map fragments and i i didn't know how big the world was even at that point it, it's and it's it's quite a uh <laughs> i think there's some parallels there with kind of just growing up in in kind of my own life and being aware of different boundaries and different frontiers and it can't do that again and that's it's kind of sad it's important for me for my sort of personal enjoyment to try and remember what it felt like to sort of go through those same motions and just try and remember what it felt like even though it is just a memory of a feeling rather than the feeling itself so so yeah. you want new game pass to be like a sequel basically here's like a new area <laughs> that would be nice it's, yeah. and it's bigger, than the, and it's be bigger the than the original area because like sequels, yeah sequels yeah. always got to be bigger so oh new game plus here you go here's like a cave system that you need fill it with unlock. fill it with towers and and uh yeah you know turn it into a completely different game um yeah you should, i would you like you to see some dlc with... for sure or definitely like further down the line oh, that, that does introduce coming. you know new new areas i would hopefully i'd like to you know see something like that but yeah, that that thrill of the new um, can't be can't be replicated. But you know, such is such is life. That's just just the way that it is. Yeah. Okay. But, so yeah, the thrill of the new is kind of gone. But what? So, but to go back to um, to what you've already played two hundred hours over two hundred hours. Uh, you mentioned at the start that there it surprised you in the sense that you consistently played it from start mm. to end over 200 plus hours um and there were elements that kept you coming back what were those elements you think looking back on it now what were the things that sort of retained mm. retained your interest kept you excited to um motivated to come back 
I think definitely the sense of exploration and and really the, the way that you do not just the way you unlock the map because that is that's reasonably standard in the sense that you do one action in this case you pick up a map fragment and that reveals a tremendous area geographical area not dissimilar to you know climbing up a ubisoft tower or going you know going to one of the tool necks in horizon or something like that you get a lot of information in one go what mm. i liked here was that that was geographical information rather or like topographical information rather than detail rather than rather than gameplay content it was just you've unlocked this region you can look at and you can pour over it like you would a map and see that there's some outlines there of what looks like perhaps ruins and you can go there and visit and find out what that is so the sense of exploration even once you had unlocked something like the map piece was Hmm. was kind of constant for me and the fact that it is so the way that it is created is you know very much open world certainly the most open world uh, game that from software has done um meant that there was multiple directions to go in so that i got a lot from that i got a lot from not having to go into this particular sort of walled off area and ha- and do that you know i had to do that area i couldn't do anything else until i had i, I was able to go to completely different places mm. or go and bang my head against completely different bosses and you know just think well okay i can i don't have to keep doing this i can drop i can just put this on hold for a bit and go and go somewhere else and that i think that did a lot for my sense of kind of freshness and um the the consistently brought me back to keep playing it because it wasn't just like i didn't have to have that thought of i'm gonna put elden ring on oh i'm stuck on that particular bit Mm-hmm. because that and that might be true but it's like but i can go anywhere else it's not like i have to i'm not in a linear game i'm not playing you know the last of us or whatever i have to like i have to do this bit before i can see any more of the game as so, well i'll just go and do something else um yeah and so because of that i didn't really i mean i certainly there were certainly moments where i got frustrated with particular bosses i think there were some bosses that were just <laughs> like bang out of order but for the most part i avoided a lot of frustration that i've had and that I've experienced with other From Software titles, um, because it was just a much smoother ride, you know, like the, the curve was much gentler because there was the, always the option of going somewhere else and doing something else and still then getting a sense of progress, still then enjoying the act of playing the game without the, like, yeah, I've got to kill this thing, otherwise I can't see anything else that this game has to offer. So that was a big part of it, the sense of exploration and the sense of always having something to do. Um, and kind of play the game in, in depending on what suited me. Um, Did that ever manifest in a frustrating way? And I ask that because it hasn't for me yet. I mean, I, I haven't um, completed the game. I'm not even 100 hours in. Um, but I was talking to someone about this the other day, and they were saying that they've gotten to a point where they have become a bit frustrated at the lack of direction because now they just don't know where to go. And I was a bit uh surprised i guess um that they'd said that because um well i'm not surprised that they said that i I, but i just don't see it that way for me like not knowing where to go was almost or is almost a good thing in that it's just like Mm. well i'll just go over there then um yeah but yeah i saw someone who was who was a bit frustrated they've played it for a roughly similar amount of time than me approaching 100 hours uh ish um and then, yeah, they were saying, oh, I wish at this point, now that I'm 100 hours in, like, um, I wish now I did know a bit more about just, like, where to go, rather than just a constant 
go yeah. over there and see what happens for a hundred hours. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, no, I, I understand that. It's not something that I that I experienced, and it was something that I thought that I would. I did think I was going to get to a point and crave, cra- not crave direction necessarily, but crave some more curated pacing. Was was what I thought I was going to need and want and miss i thought it was i was just going to have this like if i'm always gen if i'm always determining the own my own pace through this then that might i might get a bit kind of bored with that or i might get a bit sort of bogged down with it i would like just a, a sort of some content where i'm moving through yeah so it's like and, diversity and, of pacing yeah yeah and so but but I, but I didn't have that thing of yeah i didn't i didn't experience frustration with not really knowing where to go i think there's some signposting that is done there's a lot of signposting that absolutely isn't done for sure but there is some signposting that is done in any given area you know there's the flames that come out of these sites of grace that give you a broad direction to head in which um that i think was always enough for me i didn't i didn't want like a list of objectives, like, you know, go to this place and do this. And as my next, like, what shall I do? That said, I do have a friend who the language he uses when he plays games is often different, particularly games like this. He'll have a lot of games that he has got either coming up that he wants to play or that he's bought a few games at a time. Mm. And he will often talk about like getting it done. He'll often talk about, Mm. you know, know, I want to get that done so then I can move on to such and such. And I think with that, and that's a, I understand that mentality. It's sort of a, like a tick list of things. And it, and it's meant in the, I think it comes from a good place in wanting to see everything that a game has to offer, but also to move on to newer things and fresher things. Um, and I can imagine if that, if you feel a bit like that, that that's one sort of uh, one place or one focus from which that feeling of frustration at not being more directed may come from, because it's like, I'm enjoying this, but I do, I want to, I want it to end at some point. Like I don't want it to just be, I don't want to accidentally go off on a side quest. That's another 20 hours that actually, you know, when I'm really, I'm trying to focus on making sort of main narrative progress. Um, but no, not for me. It wasn't a, I didn't really have that at all, which I'm pleased about. Yeah. As I said, I did think I might want at some point, might crave kind of, I guess like being told a story. Like I, I thought I might crave this, the pacing, the, the deliberately curated pacing of a, of a sort of 10 hour bit where it's like it ramps up there are peaks and troughs and stuff but there was enough of that i think despite the um the sort of general lack of guidance that you you have um or the multitude of options that you have depending on it's kind of the same thing to me it's like it depends on how you look how you view it i suppose um so yeah no i didn't i wasn't really frustrated by by the structure of the game or the pacing of the game at any point um it was mainly just yeah a couple of a couple of bosses that and to be fair the bosses that frustrated me the most were optional so that mm. you know that's a mm. thing that you can just walk away from that you don't have to keep banging your head against the brick wall yeah about um, about banging your head against the the brick wall did you um what did you uh like how many different builds did you use character builds did you stick to the same build the whole time and like level up that path of weapons and arts and stats mm. and whatever or did you respec and try different things yeah it went through 
I went through phases with it. I think I would say the most respecking that I've done has been right at the end of the game, like post completion. That's this is where I've I've experimented the most. I've put I've tried like a faith build. I've, I was I was like a a typical kind of melee dex build. Um, firstly, using flat like dual flails. Well, one once upon a time I was using a shield. I was playing it like I played you know a, a Souls game. Mm. And then I think a conversation that we had, or perhaps was it multiplayer or something, something we were talking about, kind of it did sort of push me into or inspire me to try something different and think, well, you know, I'm kind of limiting myself by having this shield. That's always a part of my build. And that's not, you know, I'd like to try just not getting hit, you know, rather than relying on a physical defense i'd like to try just actually not getting hit and so then i moved over to like the dual wielding and dual wielded flails and then katanas and and uh whips as well so there was mm. i tried out sort of i experimented within the remit of a of a melee dex build um during kind of the main game and then yeah as i say since completing it i've then put together a different i've respect a couple of times of a faith build and, and now a sorcery sort of a sorcery melee-ish build. Um, so, yeah, and that's been enjoyable to tap into those different parts of the game that I wasn't really using before because I wasn't using, you know, I didn't use faith. I didn't use incantations really at all. Mm. I think I think not even really at all, genuinely at all. My faith was like six for the entire game because mm. that's where it started at and I never put points into it. Um, so going and looking at what that means and how you play and, and how that affects fighting certain enemies um, because of the just the pacing of that, the interaction with that enemy based on the way that you are attacking them um, and the distance that you need to keep. And, the, you know, it was that's that's been a sort of a almost a intellectual pursuit in sort of the the interest and the satisfaction that that's generated for me is in like, I wonder how this would work. Let's. It's like it's like an experiment, I suppose, rather than a like I'm now going to play like this for another forty hours. Um, so, and some of that was driven just by weapons. It was, I could pick up a weapon and be like, "Oh, this looks cool. I need a few extra points in X, so I'm going to spend a bit of time leveling that." Um, but by and large, yeah, the, my main playthrough of the main game was was a sort of melee dex build. Um, and I, yeah, I think if I do New Game Plus, I will, I will definitely change that. I'll do something completely different because, uh, yeah, I've done two hundred hours almost of, of one thing, so I think I can probably push the boat out a little bit. Um, so yeah, the, I didn't really that sort of wasn't part of the of the exploration or of the keeping things fresh. wasn't tied to constant respecking. Um, mm. I didn't need to respec. Um, well, I didn't need to. I didn't choose to respec for any particular boss fight i know that can, that's been a tactic i've seen or, or sort of recommendations i've seen for certain yeah. bosses it's like yeah. you, you're gonna have a better time of it if you respect to this mm -hmm. um but no i didn't do that there was even those bosses that were that i was on for a long time melania being the obvious one um and melania for anyone who doesn't know is the it's one of the key kind of concept images um and from the trailer and also from the i think the collector's edition had a, a statue of her she's the the human build um red-haired kind of valkyrie looking character um she has a real very long uh katana um and she uses she's got prosthetic she's kind of like it feels a bit like a sekiro Mm. 
enemy. Uh, she's got like prosthetic limbs because Scarlet Rot has eaten away loads of her body. Um, and she is an incredibly, incredibly tough fight. Um, but for a long time, I used her as kind of the, she was kind of my anchor point. She was sort of always the thing that I came back to that she was, that fight was what I was trying to achieve. And sometimes I would go into that try a couple of times and then be like, okay, I'm just going to go off for a few hours and do other stuff, but always returning to her. Or sometimes I would just spend, you know, 20 tries in a row trying to beat her. So yeah. yeah. What what was the distance time, length of time between encountering her encountering her in the boss fight um, and then eventually overcoming the battle i would say i was probably fighting her on and off it, it's got to be at least i don't know like i'd say 20 hours or something i, I think probably a good 10 percent of my playthrough was spent fighting did, melania or having did, melania as, as the focus of what i was doing at least did you feel that you were under leveled or was it just a case of no learning wasn't, wasn't good enough yeah it was learning and it, and i've watched a lot of videos on on her since beating her actually i watched them all like while i was trying to fight her and i was like looking at different ways of should you summon people in and this applies to a lot of different bosses people will have probably similar stories or, or rela- be able to relate to this trying different experiments with does it work to use um, like a spirit summon or does it work to bring somebody into your game and try that? Or does it work to do it solo? Some of the other boss fights, you know, you can use torrent uh, like Radan. You can use torrent if you're on your own, but you can't if you summon people in. So mm. I enjoyed exploring all of that. And for whatever reason, I think partly because I, I really enjoyed that fight. And I, I've always had a thing in the Souls games or the From Software games about enjoying or being more predisposed to enjoy, whether it works out in reality or not, I don't know, but like en- uh, fights against human style enemies, because they mm. to me are the more interesting, like this, this has to be designed in a different way. This isn't just some massive monster that if I'm behind it, it can hit me with its tail and in front of it, it can claw me or, you know, chew me up and swallow me and whatever, or do area of effect that affect mm. a massive area because it's so huge. This feels like a more one-on-one. I was I was just kind of more up for that fight, you know, and so I went into it, and I think that's why I didn't ever get frustrated with it because I was, I enjoyed it. I liked the character. I liked a lot of the stuff that I've seen about it since beating her. Was around like, is she unfair? Is she unfair in the sense that she breaks or bends or breaks some of the rules of the game that you are implicitly taught up to that point about how bosses or characters enemies behave when you're fighting them so things like being able to cancel out of a stagger animation she can do that which nobody else can do um or no other normal enemy can do at least and i part of all of that is just what made me enjoy the fight so much was that it was a new set of rules i needed to learn and and yeah i mean i can see that why some people would say that she's complete uh expletive (laughs) insert word but I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it kind of from start to finish. The fact that it's an optional boss, I think helps that. It's like, well, you don't, you really don't have to do this, this, this character, this boss design doesn't owe you anything. You know, you're not like, they don't have to make it a certain way just so that you can get over it. Um, Yeah. I find on the human enemies, the like regular size, regular sort of human body enemies, um, they're, they're uh, i was gonna say they're harder to read than like the big obvious 
signposting movements and motions of like a dragon or whatever like it's very mm. obvious when a dragon's about to launch into like a mm. a tail whip or is going to jump into the sky and try and burn you or whatever um but fighting a regular size and shaped enemy um sort of like the reading of the patterns of there is more is more intricate you know mm. like they're yes. not their yeah. movements are smaller so you've got to be much more laser focused on making sure that you're reading and countering their yeah what 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 you think they're about to do yeah and i think that's definitely true of melania and i think the one of the key things probably two of the key things that make her really difficult um beyond that beyond that needing to read things that aren't telegraphed in in as obvious a way you can they're telegraphed when she's going to do a move but you don't know what it's going to be so there's a certain amount of mm. reading it but then reacting still it's not just well i know that when that monster you know lifts its arm up it's going to do a claw attack there's no like fake outs with those enemies with this that feels a bit more like that because you have to so like, oh, okay there's a little flash on her blade that says she's going to attack but then it's like but how is she going to attack and then being able to read that and then responding in the appropriate way, that's where a lot of the uh, sort of practice needed. I, I needed a lot of practice in in working that out, how to manage that. But she does probably two things that are um, could be considered cheap or cheesy or annoying or badly designed, is that when she hits you, even if you're using a shield, for those people that do, she takes energy back from you. Um, so right. you don't need to take damage. She just needs to inflict it. And that can be inflicting it on your shield. And that's fine. She she regains energy, health. Uh, and also she's a two-phase boss fight, but she has two full health bars, which is quite unusual. Normally with the two-phase boss fights, it's a half. You get them down to half their, en their full energy bar, their full health bar. And then they go into the second phase. This is a... Yeah, like Redan, it's like that. Yeah, exactly. You have to beat her and then uh, you have to beat her again, basically. And if you die in phase two, you've got to do it all over again. So I absolutely can understand the the frustrations. I think I, I really enjoy it. And it was one of... I think it's my favourite Souls fight. I wouldn't say... This oh, is right, where I sort of, for all Souls bosses. Yeah, yeah. And I think I would draw a line in saying, is it the best? And I was like, well... That's a very subjective thing, but th that's where I think it, it can get quite uh, heated because what one person likes about that fight and holds up as the worst example of From Software boss design, somebody else might hold up as the best. So I mm. would just simply say she's my favourite boss fight of, of any that I've encountered in a in a Souls game. I really and so and that's what gave me the I suppose the motivation and the patience to not get frustrated with it, but to do it for <laughs> hours on end, and that when I beat her. I can't, I beat her. I was so in, I was so focused on what I was doing. And this, I think speaks to some of the things I've just mentioned there, that there wasn't like a doing it by numbers. There wasn't a rote learning to, she's going to do this attack, then this one, then this one, etc. And I just need to go through the motions. I was so kind of invested and concentrated on what was happening that when I beat her, I didn't even know that that was about to happen. She died. And I was like, Oh wow. I've, I was kind of just, I just stood sat there in kind of, silence and then there was like relief and then there was <laughs> elation i went through this whole kind of emotional journey because i wasn't there was i had to concentrate the whole time there wasn't like oh she's getting down really low on a on a health bar like what move do i want to do to finish it there was none of that it was just like oh i've beaten her wow and it was and that that felt good as well because it was like that's you know i had to concentrate from start to finish there was no just i'm bored of this you know 
if only I could get that final hit in and you know everything else I've done a million times. It was the boss. The the fight felt quite different every time I did it, or different to an extent every time I did it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah, Melania is definitely my my favourite in Elden Ring, and I think in the wider From Software games. And I think is a real can be held up as a real example of how divisive From Software games can be, and how much people can love and or hate them or, or love and hate them at the same time. Um, I think is kind of encompassed by this this one this one boss fight. But outside of her, there were obviously dozens of other boss fights that I did, some of which I didn't enjoy um, at all. Uh, was it the most difficult, do you think, in the game? It was. Yeah, I think it was. It was for me. And bizarre. And that is one of, you know, again, in these things I've watched since beating her, she is in on certain lists. She is ranked as the hardest from software boss in any game there's a couple of others that are contenders i think from both bloodborne and dark souls 3 um there's a couple from those that that are high up on the list but for me certainly she was bizarrely there was a there's another contender from elden ring the godskin duo which are considered to be incredibly difficult irritating annoying they've got a bit of a gimmick that they have one health bar but they each have individually uh, they have health bars too and you once you've knocked the health bar down of one of them entirely they die but only temporarily so you have to have depleted that overall health bar entirely mm. otherwise they keep coming back um and which is one of the things that mm. makes them so difficult so you have to beat them at least two or three times each in order to get that overall health bar down to zero the odd thing about that fight for me was that i think i did it on my second go and so i didn't I wasn't exposed to any of the like the rage inducing mm. behavior or moments that other people have seemingly have been. Um, and that wasn't, you know, I didn't beat it a second time because I was so amazing. Or It was just like one of those random things. It felt like that it just turned out that way and it really was not a big deal. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's- yeah, that's another thing. Like there is no sort of objective or it's hard to have objective ranking on what is the hardest this, that, or the other, because yeah. uh, well, it can just be completely random. It's it's an odd thing. Um, yeah. So to change it up a bit then, so you mentioned that you've got gripes, looking mm. back on it, gripes with the game. Uh, how could that be possible when it's a 97% on Metacritic? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, nothing's perfect. Um, nothing is perfect. So what, it is amazing. Where does it fall down in that it's, 3%? Well, in my esteemed opinion. So there's a couple of things that I would like to see done. I think, and they are, they speak to some of the quality of life slash accessibility side of things. I don't want it made easier. I'm not like, oh, I think this, you know, everybody should be able to play and complete this game. I, I'm not really of that opinion in terms of uh, ability level as opposed to other concerns with like mobility or or, um, uh, disability concerns rather than just like oh i'm not good enough Mm. um but uh, yeah i don't think it should be a thing that everybody should be able to complete necessarily but i think there's certain things on kind of information tracking um which you can always just use a good old pen and paper obviously but it's it's a game that i feel is very much best approached by it being the game that you're playing for an extended period of time because if you go away and we've talked a bit about this with other games like things like bayonetta or devil may cry which if you go away and come back and you're quite far through those games you can you can be rusty you know you can have kind of forgotten the muscle memory that you need to to 
get into the flow of the combat. It's not a combat thing here in Elden Ring, um, but it's a, if you go away for a few days and you come back, it's just the notion of what was I doing or yeah. where am I with this, with this particular side quest or where, do, where is, where did Rani say she was disappearing to next? Mm. And there's just no way to track that in the game or no, not even any, really any clues on that beyond the fact that they added the ability to see where NPCs are on the map. So if yeah. you really wanted to, you could seek them out um, on the visibly, you know, visually on the map. Um, but yeah, it's, it, that has a knock on effect to not, they're not really being any tracking has a knock on effect to you sometimes doing side quests and not really knowing or remembering why you're doing it or what it is you're even trying to achieve mm. with them. And I, th- I just feel like that's, that's more of a shame than anything. I think it could be made more compelling by there being better tracking, better, and I get, you know, that could be even just a, there's letters and stuff that you find in the game. You know, it could just be like a, like a text thing of correspondence of just like the story so far kind of thing. Just a, a, a way of then dipping in back into that to then re-engage yourself in the narrative aspects as much as anything else as to where you are in that quest line and what decisions you've made so far and, you know, to help you inform inform what you might want to do uh, coming up. So it's, yeah, kind of an information tracking thing. And then, yeah, there's the information surfacing as well. There was a point where I got stuck and just didn't know how to get from one place to another. And I had to look it up or felt that I had to look it up. Um, I think traveling from Leandel to uh, the... Uh, the mountaintop of the giants. I think mm. you have to go through to a particular place and you go up in a lift. And I just kind of, I'd been there and I remember it saying you need this particular medallion or you can only come back here once you've done X. But 20 hours later, I'd forgotten about that. Um, and I just couldn't work out how to get from this part of the map to this part of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, I dare say there was, you know, there was other ways I could have found that information out, but I just I looked it up online and that's, I understand that's you know there is a there's a reaction to, there's a that's a point of contention for a lot of people that yeah. some people feel that that is an absolute failure of game design if that's what you're having to do and I I completely understand that so yeah just it's just a but I don't want to go too far down that path because or rather I don't want the game to go too far down that path because some of the mystery is part of the enjoyment you know and working out from letters or item descriptions or whatever it might be that oh this is actually you know this is that blade of such and such that those other people were talking about there's no like zelda music you don't Mm. open a chest and you've now got that thing return to x with this you know this thing you have to read into that and and be and be engaged with it um so there is definitely a limit to how much i would like to see that information surfaced or tracked but just a bit more, just to, just so you don't feel disengaged or disenfranchised or or lost, I suppose, um, for an extended period of time. So, so you don't yeah. want it. So you don't want, um, you don't want pressing down on the D pads to then have a little <laughs> no, a yellow no. or blue holographic line that pops up and says no. Go. I really don't. And having played Elden Ring, I, I, it would be amazing it would be really good i think if the if the sort of the legacy of elden ring is that it allows or encourages other teams to look at that and take a few more risks with how they with how you navigate their worlds and how much they 
trust the player or how much they allow that to happen without feeling the need to do exactly that press down on the d-pad to get this gust of wind in the ghost of Tsushima or mm. always have the minute the uh compass at the top that's showing you you know you need to go there and then you need to go here you know th- that's I do feel like that is that does damage engagement and immersion because you end up following the you end up following the systems rather than the game the content you know it's like yeah i I think what that 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 does is it makes it very explicitly clear that you're um on a psychological level that you're either following the main path or you're not whereas in elden ring you're not sure whether you're on the quote-unquote main path or not so it's just about how you how you interpret it's not necessarily the line itself that's the 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 objective line itself or the objective market itself that's the problem it's what it does psychologically like it like you know now that this is mm. quote unquote mm. towards we're now moving forwards in the story in the line of the yeah um in the journey of the game or we've now decided not to like yeah and that uh, yeah that for me would i think damage damage immersion because i guess it's sort of a thing that you know that your character doesn't know and that's you know there's like i quite like the let's discover this together let's let's yeah map this region let's having got this map segment look pour over that map and see all that that looks like a cave i'm going to head there and see if it's something in the way that your character would um it, it feels almost like a we talked a couple of weeks ago about like when you play games what role do you take up and who are you when you play games it that mm. kind of discovery allows me to feel that me and my character are kind of on this in this together kind of like there's a the sort of weird like allies or we're, we're kind of like travel companions or something rather than just i know where we should be going and i'm going to point you in the direction and that's where you're going to go and then you're going to get there and swing a sword and pick up you know the loot um it's more yeah. of a yeah more of a, a joint thing so yeah that i think the the information tracking slash surfacing thing i think i would prefer it if that were a bit improved to to keep you uh or to just prevent confusion or as as much confusion some confusion's great being lost a bit is great but just not like i I would it'd be horrible if people were just giving up on the game because they didn't know what to do next that's not that's not great um and then there was a couple of bosses that were yeah i just felt that like they they were like just pure cheese and that i didn't enjoy and they were the ones that i got really annoyed fighting but again they were optional i didn't need to do it but that's like a you know there's like a point of pride and ego that comes into it it's like well i've beaten melania i should be able to beat this bell bearing hunter in Khalid, which is one of my least favorites um so yeah and, and i think that's that's not an uncommon thing obviously in from software games to have certain bosses that are just like it's like they are designed deliberately to troll you and you know it's like it's a there's a real like uh cheat it feels like the the developer is kind of winking at you whilst you're being pummeled into the ground 500 times in a row um but again it's optional so that's up to you whether to whether you engage with that or not so yeah, I would say that I'm not done with Elden Ring yet. I would say even 200 hours in, I've got some other stuff to do. I'm kind of playing with a mate, kind of going into his game, and then we're just exploring some of the world together, and I'm acting as a, a little bit of a guide and being like, well, this is what we could do next. We could go over here and do this, catacombs or whatever. Um, so I'm sure I'll rack up some more hours in that sense. PvP, I haven't really engaged with much at all beyond doing it for some quest lines. Um and then, yeah, I will at some point start New Game Plus. And, and I think I'm very close to that. I think I've basically got everything that I want to get or can get 
before stepping into New Game Plus and then being put back in my place and not being super powerful anymore and actually being, you know, back to being kind of a a runt. Um, have you been looking at guides to know whether you have seen, picked up? For the new, done, yeah, I have everything. for the New Game Plus stuff. Yeah, there's like, there's several lists of things like, um, you know, things to do before you start New Game Plus because there's things that carry over, things that don't. And that's, I guess, another thing. It's like, you know, information, this information surfacing of of knowing that or just, I don't know, it would be, and it doesn't need to be done explicitly like as a, as a system within the game. I think certain items having certain properties or something that tells you from an in-game perspective that this won't carry over. And you just know that because it's, you know, all the, all the items that are, I don't know, like ha- have this as a property or all the items that you get from these types of bosses or whatever it might be. Like these are the things that aren't going to carry over um, because yeah, I've looked at guides for that. Uh, and yeah, I've also, well, barring a couple of endings that I would need to go through the game a couple of times to get or do some manipulation of cloud saves. Um, I'm all, I almost have a platinum trophy on it. I've been all of the bosses. Um, and yeah, in terms of trophy design, I think it's done really well. It isn't like kill 500 things with this weapon because it isn't really that type of <laughs> yeah. game. You know, it's like, it's more of an, it's more of an achievement based thing of, of going through and beating all these optional bosses. And so, yeah, I find that I think I'm like, f- well, including the platinum, four trophies off. So three, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, two of which are endings. So yeah, I maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day further down the line, that'll be a thing that I might use as a motivation to continue to play it. But Otherwise, I will soon jump into New Game Plus and, as I say, yeah, go back to feeling massively underpowered and needing to get good again. The great Elden Ring was shattered. In our home, across the fog, the lands between. Queen Marika the Eternal is nowhere to be found. Thanks for listening. Now, please do remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We are available via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and literally anywhere else you might think to get podcasts. And if you've got time, if you could leave us a five-star review, that would be absolutely fantastic. A reminder that a video version of Gaming the Podcast is available via YouTube. Just visit the Indie by Design YouTube channel to check that out. And if you'd like to stay up to date with future podcasts, books, any special offers we're running on the books, then please do visit IndieByDesign.net and follow us on Twitter. We are at IndieByDesign. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time.